Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're faith-filled women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you can, because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hey, I just wanted to read you a couple of things before we get started with today's episode. And this is not in any way, shape, or form meant to be bragging, but I just want to share this with you because I really think that it could give you some hope. These are a couple of the testimonials from members who are in my membership for Wives of Alcoholics called the Secret Sister Circle. The first says, I am so glad God called you into this ministry because I know it's what helped me and ultimately helped my husband. I'm in such a better place now than last year when I joined. This one says, even though things don't look good at the moment, I now know that I will not only survive, but I will thrive. This is the first time I have felt hope about life in general. I was scared, but now I have lots of growing with the assignments you have created to help other people on their walk. I will be forever blessed that you listen to the call of God. And this last one says, I'm so glad the Lord sent me this group to take this journey with. Julie, your ministry is such a God-giving gift to us. His hands are all over it. Again, thanks for all the hard work you put in to make sure we're okay. So I want you to know that I created this membership for you because I thought back to what I needed when I was going through this myself, when my husband was deep in addiction. What did I need? What did I look for and couldn't find? That's what's in this membership. So I hope that you will take a minute to check it out at some point today. If you haven't already, you can find it on my website, marriedtoaddiction.com. Just look for the Get Help drop down, and you'll see Secret Sisters membership right there. I would love to have you join us there. Hello, and welcome to episode 33 of the Married to Addiction podcast. The title of this podcast podcast is pretty straightforward, and that is, you don't have to be sad all the time. I remember back when my husband was really going through it with his addiction, and it was a really dark time for us. And I used to hear people say that and thought, <laughs> okay, you don't know what I'm going through. So uh, don't even tell me that I don't have to be sad right now. Uh, but now, looking back and knowing the things that I know now and done having done all the learning that I've done over the last few years while he's been sober, um, it's true. You don't have to be sad all the time. We're going to talk about that today. I see so much doom and gloom in groups that I'm in for wives of alcoholics. It's just constant negativity. It's really almost only negativity and focusing on how hard it is and all the specifics of he did this now, he did that now. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like this constant just panic and fear, which by the way is not from the Lord. And just staying in this place of just being overwhelmed and being basically in bondage to those feelings, which again, are not from the Lord. And I've been hearing this over and over again lately. I even had um, somebody who's in my secret sister circle saying that she had uh, participated in another 
another program and basically that it was not what she needed because it was only constant negativity and looking or focusing on what was going wrong all the time. Some of these women that I've seen in these groups, <clears throat> it's almost like, and I know it's not intentional and I'm not for one second trying to dismiss or diminish how hard this is. Y'all know I've been through it myself, hardest time of my life. However, I have a lot of hindsight now and I know that there were a lot of things that I could have done to not feel like I was constantly being pulled under by darkness, which is exactly how I felt. And some of the women that I see in these groups, I feel like they're in that place where it's almost, and again, not intentionally, but it's almost like they're they're feeding on being angry at their husband because they're staying in the mind frame of, I'm right, he's wrong. And it's almost like they're looking forward to the next time that they can tell their husbands about themselves or, you know, go off on their husbands. Because we feel when we're in this position, we have a lot of anger and we have a lot of um, feelings of just helplessness because it's someone else who's doing this to us. And I was there, so I get it. But what I need you to know is that staying in that mind frame and staying in those behaviors and staying in that heart posture is not healthy at all. And it's also not godly. It's not biblical. Philippians 4, 8, which I'm sure is a verse you're familiar with, says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about such things. Now, I've said this before, but I want to reiterate. There is no dot, 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 unless you're the wife of an alcoholic, and then I totally get it, and you don't have to do this. Or this doesn't really pertain to people who are in really difficult circumstances, because we know this is harder for you. It doesn't say that. Basically, the word of God is true for everyone in every situation. And you know what? People who are in great situations and don't really have a lot of things to worry about, they don't need this, right? They don't need this uh, reminder to keep focused on whatever is pure, excellent, praiseworthy, because they're doing that naturally, right? There were, these reminders in God's word are for people like us, the ones who are struggling with this, the ones who aren't doing this. That's who it's for, because when you can do this, it makes all the difference in the world. And this is biblical. This is what we're supposed to be doing in our minds, is not staying on the doom and gloom. That says so right in God's word. Negativity doesn't help anyone. For us to be carrying around constant negativity, does it change our husband? Does our husband see, uh, oh my gosh, you know, she is upset with me right now. So I'm going to stop drinking starting today and just never pick up a bottle again. No. All it does is fuel the fire, causing more conflict, more resentment, um, you know, more uh, potential, potential issues for children or people who are in our house because they're seeing this constant state of negativity and conflict and this cycle of just doom and gloom all the time from both parents. And I'm raising my hand because I did that too. And I hate that I did. But it's hard when you're in this situation. It doesn't mean it's impossible to get out of that cycle because it's absolutely not. The only thing 
that staying in negativity does for you is affects affect you. It affects you. It affects your mental health. For me, it affected my physical health. I'm sure you heard about my hives that I had covering almost my entire body for months on end. It was absolutely miserable. Um, it affects, you know, it can affect, massively affect your stress levels, which is the a very high uh, cause for heart attacks. And heart disease is the number one killer of women, by the way. So it doesn't immediately make him change. All it does is is make you change for the worse. If you're in a situation where you're married to an alcoholic and you feel called to stay as I was, which I didn't understand at the time, but I just knew that I was called to stay in my situation, seeing these constant, this constant doom and gloom and being surrounded by this constant negativity that we see and hear in some of these groups and, and other places is really hard. In my situation, I loved my husband. I was rooting for him. I wanted him to make it. I knew that he was a good person who was just going through a really hard thing. And was I negatively affected by that? Absolutely. Every day, almost all day long for months and years. But in my core and in my soul and in my spirit, I was rooting for him because I knew that he was struggling too. When we have... When we're, when we're basically wallowing in the difficulty of it all and living in that place of negativity and anger and fear, which as I said, none of those feelings are from God, none of them. So guess who they're from? It really, it really is something that we need to think about because Christ did not die a criminal's death so that you could live a life of fear and hopelessness. I'm going to say that again. Christ did not die a criminal's death for you to live a life of fear and hopelessness. And again, it doesn't have a dot, 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 or PS in the Bible unless you're in situation A, B, or C, and then we understand how hard it is and you have a pass to live in fear and hopelessness. It's not for only certain people. Joy is not for only certain people. It's for everyone. And if you are not living, or if you are living in a place of fear and hopelessness, you are in bondage. You don't have to constantly focus on your pain. And I know how hard it is. I get it. But you can do things differently. You can choose things differently. And if you're thinking that the only thing that's going to take your pain away or the only thing that's going to fix your life, quote unquote, is your husband getting, getting sober, you are putting the power in someone else's hands. You are putting your future in someone else's hands. And that is not what God wants for you. God wants your future to be in his hands. God wants the power to be in his hands because he's the one that is ultimately responsible for being able to bring you joy in spite of all of this, being able to bring you peace in spite of all of this. There is another way to do it. There is hope and happiness. There is. And I see it every day. Uh, the women who are in the Secret Sister Circle with me, I see examples of that every day. And it just warms my heart because I know that God is working in their lives and in their husbands' lives for that matter. I want you to remember something. <clears throat> what you feed stays. So you may have heard me talk about this before, but if you have a stray cat out front of your house and he always comes around 
and you know he looks really hungry and he looks kind of skinny and you feel bad and so you decide that you're going to leave some some food out for him he's going to hang out well what if every time he comes around to eat he also poops on your porch or sprays your bushes or you know he looks like he might be sick or have some sort of a disease and now he's eaten off of this plate that you now take back inside and you have animals in your house and he's staying around even though he he's now kind of a liability because you're feeding him it's the same thing with how we feed what we feed emotionally if you feed negativity and doom and gloom and everything that's wrong and that's what's in your head and you're focusing on it and you're you're um just you're feeding on it constantly and you're just keeping that mind frame and it's just you know everything you're thinking about all the time that's going to hang out it's going to stay there but if you intentionally try to first of all push those thoughts out which taking thoughts captive is huge for me i know you've heard me talk about that before for sure it's the first thing we work on in the secret sister circle when you come into the membership because it changes everything but once you've got that down and now you know how to not only push those thoughts out but you can replace them with other thoughts that are more in line with philippians 4 8 and focus on other things it is life-changing so i know you might be thinking well this sounds great but how do i actually do this how do i start doing this in the middle of what i'm going through because what i'm going through is really really hard well the first thing you have to do is make a decision are you going to continue to do what you're doing and stay in the place that you're in in this hopelessness and agony or are you going to maybe try out a different way are you going to maybe uh, listen to what what god's way is consider what god's way is consider what he wants for you there are a lot of people who are in really catastrophic situations or who have been through really catastrophic situations that still have joy and those are the people that become um speakers and mentors and you know have ted talks because people find so much hope and what they're saying because they've been through really hard things or they're going through a really hard thing maybe even still but they still have that joy it shouldn't be that rare because god has made a way for that to be the case for everyone regardless of what you're going through i want to give you right now permission to have joy you have permission to heal god gives you permission to heal god gives you permission to have joy always no matter what you're going through and you're not you're not always going to automatically feel it but you can always choose it because when you take your focus off of all the negativity especially when it's something that someone else is doing and nothing you can change by the way and you bring that focus back around to you and what you're holding on to and what you're feeding that changes everything it really really does so if you're tired of living like you're living and feeling like you're living and feeling like you're feeling you can change it you can it starts with the decision to change it because if you just wait around until things aren't hard or things aren't difficult to okay well now i can be happy because now life is hard or isn't hard anymore you are going to be probably waiting for a really long time because life is always hard in some regard life is always hard to some degree so we need to figure out now how we can 
not be sad all the time, even when we're going through the hard things. If you need help with that, I would love to have you on my membership. That's what we do there. We do things differently there. We address the hard things and we talk about them, but we focus on how to overcome them. Totally different thing. We don't fixate on how hard it is. We address it and then we talk about how to overcome it. So if you need some help with this, if this sounds great, but you're still kind of thinking, but it's it's just hard. I just don't know exactly how to do it. Or I just, I've tried and I just can't quite move into that uh, mind frame that you're talking about. I've tried, but I'm ju- I just keep getting sucked under by the sadness and the the hardness of it and, and the, the weight of it and the overwhelming feelings that I have all the time. If that's you and you really can't get out from under it, please come join us in the Secret Sister Circle. There are some beautiful things happening over there and I am so blessed to be a part of that. And I would love for you to join us if this is some something that you need help with. You do not have to be sad all the time. I promise you. You can find more information about the Secret Sister Circle here in the show notes and also on my website, uh, marriedtoaddiction.com. Just look for the Get Help drop down and it will be right there for you. Again, I would love for you to join us. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you as always for listening and I will see you next time. Quick question for you before I let you go today. Have you been to the Married to Addiction website? If you haven't, I would love if you would go pay it a visit. It's just marriedtoaddiction.com. And over there, you can see um, just a lot of different information about my podcast. There is a blog on there. There's some free resources for you. And there's also a few ways that you can actually get some help if you need a little more help and direction and support as you travel this difficult path with your addicted husband. So if you haven't yet, please go visit marriedtoaddiction.com. Thanks so much.